you need to have knowledge of the tools. And if debt and equity, especially from a raising money perspective, are two that you want to use more of, you need to start to assess, these are deals I want to go after. These are my tools. And when do I use which tool for which? Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. Welcome back, everyone. This is Liz. This is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show, Minnesota edition. Excited to jump into today's topic because, Andressa, I don't know about you, but Everything is about creative financing right now. People are doing deals creatively or they're not doing them, period. (laughs) So we're going to talk about the common challenges. I'm going to talk about the common challenges that really come up for women when they are putting uh, deals together as well as really raising money. And what are the challenges that they experience, personal challenges that they have to move through to be able to do this confidently uh, now in today's economy. Before we get into that, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Hey guys, it's Liz. Before we get into the episode, I want to remind you that time is running out and you just have three weeks left to get your ticket to InvestorCon 2024, the number one premier conference for women in real estate. It's happening from June 2nd to 4th in Austin, Texas. To learn more and to get your ticket, go to investhercon.com today and use the code 100podcast to get $100 off your ticket. That's investher, H-E-R, con.com, promo code 100podcast to get $100 off your ticket. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Okay, Andressa, so here's the deal. When it comes to challenges, immediately people might think, well, the challenges are outside myself, right? Uh, They're the, the economy, people's trust levels. I don't know people with money. Uh, I'm not ready. You know, I don't, I don't know how to structure it. You know, I don't have the right attorney, right? There's a, a slew of reasons and, uh, I don't want to say excuses, but reasons or challenges that women share when they really want to move into building their business with other people's money, not just their own. And so many of the women listening are ready for that, right? They've done some deals and now they're ready to, to leverage, but they're scared and they're nervous and, and these challenges are holding them back. So, so there's three challenges I'm going to share today, confidence, value, and toolkit. And I'm going to talk about why those could be challenges for some women and how to move past it. I'm going to, then I'll share, share an example or two. So the first one is confidence. I don't know about you, but I hear a lot of women as they talk about it, especially in our, our Strive community, right? They're, they're, they share a bit about, well, I want to bring this deal to someone I know. I'm not sure if they want to really invest in it. And they almost feel like the 
people are doing a favor for them. And I think the biggest thing that is a challenge for so many women that holds them back to raising private money is being confident, not in just your deal, because that's obvious. You're confident in your deal. You have to be confident in your market, 100%. And you have to be confident in yourself to be able to operate that deal. And so that's a challenge because women don't embody that, that confidence that they already have. And I think the biggest thing is that when you're communicating, you are not doing someone a favor, right? You're not, you're not, you don't have your hand out. That's not, it's not a handout. This is an investment opportunity. You're help, you're helping them just as much as you're helping yourself. So when you start to view that and embody that way of being, your confidence shoots up. You know, you can operate, right? Cause you've done deals. But to have the confidence that you're helping them as much as they're helping you, this is a win-win. It's not a win-lose. I think is the is the is the number one number one kind of piece of the puzzle. I think confidence without a backup plan is just fluffiness, right? Because we hear a lot of people they 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 apparently they are apparently confident, but then you start digging a little bit and they look like that cake made of uh, white eggs, pretty much. There's no consistency there whatsoever. So we're not talking about you creating this emotion called confidence out of the blue. You got to have the knowledge about what you're talking about. You got to have the team and the process in place. Otherwise, you're going to be faced with a lot of questions the questions are not to put you down or anything. So if you are presenting a deal to somebody and that person is asking you questions about your background or the deal itself, those are all data points for you to adjust your presentation. Well, they ask about this. Well, clearly I missed, I should, I should put this on the presentation or they, quite didn't understand what I bring to the table, quite didn't understand this or that. So instead of blaming the person, those are like data points for you to get back to the drawing board and to say, okay, they asked me if I have experience in this area. I don't, but my team member does. And I totally forgot to talk about my team member there. So I think it's a combination of all of it. I don't see somebody embodies embodying in confidence without knowledge, team, and process. That is fluffness to me. Yeah. No, it makes a lot of sense. That's 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 really powerful. The the second one is value. So what I mean by value is that you're gonna you're going to have challenges if you're not clear on the value you bring to the table. Meaning, if it's just dictated by what the lender or equity partner wants to give you, you're not in the driver's seat and you're always just going to take, we always like to say, you know, scraps that people want to give you. And that happens a lot with women who have experience. They've done deals and they'll be talking about a new project where they're getting a very minimal amount of money, whether it's equity or a fee, for something that actually adds up a lot more value to the deal. So there's a couple of things. When you're assessing the value you're bringing, it's not just what you're bringing, uh, you know, relationship-wise. You have to look at a lot of different components. What do you bring by, uh, of knowledge? What do you bring of your time? What do you bring money? Um, what are you bringing from a relationship perspective 
to quite honestly get the deal to the closing table and then to operate the deal. There's two, two pieces of the puzzle. So assessing that and saying, this is what I'm bringing to the table. This is why it's helpful for this particular project. And this is what I'm going to be doing once, you know, whether you have a role in the operational side, really getting clear on that for yourself before you start raising money is really is prerequisite in my opinion, because it's always going to feel a little bit like, well, what, 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 what works for you? What works for the project rather than kind of having your raising private money criteria in a sense, right? We talk about deal criteria. You're having your own criteria. And so to do that, I think, you know, if you're looking to get into larger, I'll give you a very good example. If you're looking to do maybe larger multifamily and you've only done small multis, well, you need to have the knowledge of what the pieces of the puzzle are needed to get you to the closing table. Equity is one of them, right? Um, liquidity, um, relationships to, to raise the money. There's a lot of pieces of the puzzle and saying, okay, this is what asset I want to do this for. This is what I bring to the table. Wow, that's worth a lot for that particular asset and to know that information. And you only know it by obviously talking and connecting with other women and other people. So, so what is the going rate? What is the going rate for this type of value in this type of project? That's what you need to know. And that's you need to have confidence in as well. Many people that are coming from in different industries, right? You have women that have built successful businesses, insurance business, engineering business, marketing business, and they they were more passive into real estate investments. And now they want to be more active to, to real estate investing. I encourage all of you that are listening right now that have done it to really do an inventory about the transferable skills because you might come to the table as a quote unquote rookie in real estate, but you're not real estate. There's no difference than marketing or selling donuts or shoes on the corner is the same thing. The product is the product. The process behind the scenes are the most important things. So I want you to really own what you have brought to the table. If you are able to scale your business, build and manage teams, implement systems and process and really scale your business, those are extremely important. You you, you build their business by negotiating deals, by negotiating different types of contracts. Think about all your skill sets that you are transferring in. And remember, if you have built a successful business and you are, are diving deeper into real estate right now, you're not a rookie. 100%. The last area to really get clear on for yourself is, is the toolkit. And I always like to say the toolkit because as someone who's raising money and, and using private money or get putting deals together creatively, you're walking around the suitcase. And in the suitcase is various tools, if you will, to you to, to to utilize in creatively putting deals together and structuring them. And the two that we I grew our business with with my husband was debt and equity. Okay. There's there's seller financing, there's subject to, there's a lot of different strategies. But to know what's in your toolkit and to know when you use which tool for what deal is absolute, I think, a challenge that limits women from putting deals together. They, just don't, they don't know what tools are in their toolkit and they don't know when to use which tool. 
It's very, very simple, actually. So the two that I would say, especially from a private money perspective, is, is, is debt and equities, is working with lenders and working with equity partners. And equity can go in a few different ways, depending if they're active or passive. But regardless, you, you need to know, you need to have, ex- uh, not even experience, you need to have knowledge. What are the tools in my toolkit? What do they do? And when are they used? And I think that's critical. Um, give you an example. You know, a project on Justin and I did, uh, it was a new construction project. You know, there's a lot of ways you can use, some projects could use debt and some could use equity, actually. But in this situation, it was new construction. We were selling the units. So we knew that a short-term loan would be, would be the tool we'd want to use because they were going to be second in position to the um, bank financing that we were going to get to do the construction. So that was the tool, right? We knew a lender was needed. Then the question becomes, okay, who is the right lender and what type of money as a lender do we, do we need to have here? We had the time to utilize this particular lender's self-directed IRA. Some projects move so fast that if you're like, the tool in my toolkit is I got a lender who's got a self-directed IRA and you got to close tomorrow. Well, sorry about it. Not going to work, right? It worked for that project. And then we ended up he was in second position and felt a little, what else are you going to do for me besides 8% on my money? And so we gave him a, uh, uh, 12% of the profit. So the bottom line is you need to know, you need to have knowledge of the tools. And if debt and equity, especially from a raising money perspective, are two that you want to use more of, you need to start to assess, these are deals I want to go after. These are my tools. And when do I use which tool for which? So, so again, just to summarize the three, challenges to work through and hopefully gave you some tips and some strategies here. Confidence, you know, value, what you bring to the table, and obviously having knowledge of the toolkit and the tools you have at your exposure. Awesome. Thanks so much for listening and share your questions and recommendations on our Facebook group community. If you have not joined yet, don't miss the opportunity. We are your board of members. Take advantage. It's all free and you can ask any questions without feeling shame. Get the support that you need right now to take your business to the next level. Thanks so much. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.